and welcome to Housewives and Me, a podcast about why we love the real housewives. I'm your host, Connor Bean, and welcome back for another brand new episode. Thank you for joining me. We're in October. It's spooky season. Portia has left the Real Housewives of Atlanta. <laughs> I don't know. Is that a curse? Is that like a, a spooky sign of things to come for Housewives of Atlanta? I don't know. It's it's a shock. It's been rumored for a while, but here we are. We live in a post-Portia on Housewives of Atlanta world, although she has a spin-off. So anyway, lots going on in the Housewives world and lots of great chats to come over the coming weeks on this show, including with today's guest, who is... I didn't even think of this when we were chatting, but now I've realised is our own PK. <laughs> PK, uh, not Dorit's PK, but Patrick Kavna, and not the famous Irish writer and poet, a different, a different Patrick Kavna. So not PK and not Patrick Kavna, but a great guest nonetheless. I've known Patrick for years. He actually worked with myself and Holly on Popsess for a good chunk of the episode. So shout out to everybody who's here because of Popsess. Patrick was a big part in making that show happen back in the day. And he's got lots of Housewives hot takes as well. And we even got into stuff like kind of imagining Irish celebs that would do a Real Housewives show nowadays because it is coming up on 10 years of Dublin Wives, uh, if any of you remember that. And I'm excited for American and British listeners and people all around the world to hear us talk about Irish media personality twink. <laughs> Because that name always throws non-Irish people off when we uh, talk about Irish celebs, I feel. Anyway, there's lots of great chat in this episode and I'm really excited for you to hear it. There was some slight um, sound issues that I had in editing, so I've tried to tweak it as much as I can. I do record the show remotely, so apologies if the audio is a little bit up and down at times. But without any further ado, here is Patrick Kavanagh on Housewives and Me. <laughs> My guest today is a podcast producer and is commercial and branding manager for Stellar and Kiss.ie, Patrick Havna. Welcome to Housewives and Me. Hello, thanks for having me. I'm excited. Oh, I'm excited to have you. I forget <laughs> that you have the name of a famous Irish writer slash poet, I believe. I was like, oh my God, it sounds like I'm going, Patrick Havna, welcome to <laughs> From <Housewives> dead. <laughs> <laughs> resurrected. This is a Halloween special where I've resurrected one of Ireland's finest writers to talk yeah, about. actually... <laughs> We'll come back to him later on because when thinking of my um, tagline, he did come to mind. So I won't, I won't oh. spoil that one. But <laughs> so, like, yeah, these are, these are these are the places my mind goes to. Oh my god! Okay, well, before we get to that, I I have to know. I have to start with this one. Um, how did you get into Real Housewives? I feel like like a lot of people, I got into it last year. It was around end of July or start of August, and just like people have been telling me for so long to like check it out because it seemed like something that I'd like. So I finally did. Um, and started with like I think a lot of people do Beverly Hills is kind of the the entryway for a lot of people. Um, so I started watching that and then just kind of like didn't stop. I suppose it, I'd kind of been put off for years from watching it just because it was so much, so many episodes and so many cities. My friend, our mutual friend Sean Dunn, um, was kind of starting it around the same time as me. So we we're like, oh, let's watch it together. And then lockdown happened, so we started like virtually watching it together. So we'd be like, okay, start the episode now, and then we just like text back and forth. So it was kind of like a nice. Um, felt like a little bit of like social interaction when you know like and a shared experience when we were all like stuck um, in our houses for those um, couple of months so 
um, yeah, it was just like a nice kind of a bit of escapism, really, wasn't it? Yes, and I think you obviously you're having the experience a lot of people had of they watched it during lockdown. But I think you're one of the first people. Obviously, Sean was on the show a while ago. For anyone who hasn't heard the episode, but the idea that you both like text each other through it, I think, is so funny because most of us might go, "Come here, how many episodes in are you? What do you think is on?" So users are like doing live tweeting basically to each other. Yeah. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, it was just one of those things where you're like, "Oh, sure, we're both like on the same point." So let's like, there was literally nothing else going on. So it was like an alternative to like a zoom quiz or something you know it's like let's actually just like not have cameras on and just like text each other random thoughts about like lisa vanderpump and kyle richards you know and now that things are sort of quote normal-ish or, or getting there or whatever and you're still kind of watching housewives are you still both going okay i'll watch a new watch or is it like is it as uh structured and regimental as it was then yeah we are, we are actually watching salt lake city and um beverly hills together we usually do it like in person but if not we'll like sync the play again because we're like we've just we've come this far now we're like after 11 seasons plus then um melbourne and that kind of thing and potomac a bit of potomac um yeah we're just like i think that was what like what we've gone ahead like and watched one or two episodes together and we're like oh that was oh what did you think of that episode that was weird what what episode are you on now did you watch any more nice to actually be able to do it in person and like you, you know you're just like because you get you actually get sucked into the episode and you're like oh should i have to like text a random thought every now and again too you know so it is nice when you can just actually you know it, it's a nice show for a shared experience I think as well like um my sister kind of was watching around she was like a season behind me as well so I was getting all of her thoughts like a season late and then Vicky texts me constantly about like she she was like 20 seasons ahead of me so um yeah it's just one of those nice like shared experiences that like I think a lot of people had during lockdown the girls and the gays anyway you know and it is funny because for years, I used to watch it really in a really solitary way where if I, I end up making friends around people online because I needed to talk about it with someone. So yeah. it's it is fun to think of you two actually watching it together because it is made for you turn to your friend and go, is she serious? Or your friend doesn't agree with you. Like it is a show that invites a lot of conversation. Yeah, I do love the like, I, I kind of see like most of the reactions to the episodes now, like before I've seen the episode. So I'm like, I need to mute like hashtags, whatever. But it's just so yeah. like the, the US like viewers and the like people like Joe Gunn and stuff who like have the like clips like ready the next day and stuff. It's just like it's too good so you do get that shared experience bit on the internet as well like with all as you say like you were watching it for all those years and now everyone's like literally jumping on the bandwagon but like <laughs> that's just so good. I don't know why it didn't because I was so like you know like I suppose it was kind of like the OC and like Desperate Housewives that kind of inspired you know like Laguna Beach and this mm. and then I don't know why I didn't like pick up Real Housewives of Orange County like I, don't, I was it just like on a random channel or like because I'm like this that's definitely like a bit of me I don't know why it took me so long to actually take the plunge I know OC aired on Channel 4 briefly and I watched Housewives in New Jersey on Channel 4 like in like 2009 or 10 so I think it was just one of those things where it never properly had its footing on our TV schedules here at one point yeah. when we were all watching like MTV or whatever so no I think it's just timing but now that it's been made easier for people to find, it's just like, there. it's just watching people gradually fall down the rabbit hole is very satisfying. So let's get into some cities then. So obviously Beverly Hills was your gateway drug and you're up to date with everything that's going on in the last year, last season, say season 11. Um, what are you making of the season overall? And, and tricky having watched so much of it so intensely in the last year. Yeah, it is one of those things where I'm like, when I think back, you know, you're trying to remember what happened in what season and like what was going on when. But the last three seasons, like, it's it's just kind of, it's great for, like, discussion and, like, theories and that kind of thing. But, like, the fact that there's been, like, kind of a big 
mystery the past three seasons like you know obviously this this season mystery sounds like a strange way to put it but like the whole erica and tom stuff this season denise and brandy last season and then Puppygate, obviously the season before that i'm just like i hate not knowing like what actually happened i'm like you're just literally listening to like sides of the story but i just find erica this season like so fascinating i kind of go like at the moment i'm kind of like oh maybe like she is telling the truth mostly um, just from like I think that was genuine in the last um, in this week's episode or the latest episode where she um, was talking about Tom and the conservatorship and like that he might be put into a home like I think there was genuine like you know when she's talking about you're married to someone for 22 years um, how could you not kind of care what happens to them I did I do believe that but I'm just like I don't know it's fascinating though but I'm like I, we, and it, it's just annoying that we'll never have like I don't think the definitive answer like you know she's gonna get prosecuted maybe at some point we'll still she'll still deny everything and we'll never know that that just kind of irritates me but it's such a good season like every every episode is kind of like firing on all cylinders it's so good i know and firing on all cylinders is a great expression because there's been seasons of beverly hills maybe because i've watched a lot of it week on week for years where i'm like actually this season is rubbish so they've really brought it this year like with um watching them all like so close together like yeah you just you don't know like where you're going but like people told me to skip season four ages ago you know and you're like oh where should I start what should I watch and like I'm so glad I didn't because like obviously Carlton and Joyce were not the like best additions to the cast but there's still some like iconic moments even that fight between Carlton and Kyle you know where she's like oh if you don't want or what did she say like don't oh my god I'm totally fucking up the quote now um but you know when she's like talking about like if you don't be judged for being a Wiccan they don't act like a witch um you know there's like so many just iconic moments and like (laughs) and then Carlton yeah, Carlton goes, there it is. Oh, there, you do it again. I was like, oh, that's actually kind of iconic. <laughs> oh my God. I feel that's what you do. That's what you do, Kyle. That's what you do. And she's like pointing the face. I was like, this is fucking scary. Uh, if that Actually, if Carlton and Joyce, I feel like if they had kind of joined forces, they might have survived like another season. But like, they yeah. just completely put themselves on the outside. So I'm like, that's, and that's actually one thing with New York as well. I was like told to start on season three. So a couple of months ago, I, I watched like five episodes and I was like, I just, I'm not getting into this. And I think it's just because I'm a completist. I'm like, I have to start from episode one. I have to watch yeah. it all. So I think that's what I'm going to have to go back and do. Yeah, I, I think New York pays off if you, if you make the investment, even though it's really daunting. It's interesting with Erica as well, because I do think that we're probably not going to get resolution on it this season. But now I'm like, it'll probably lead into another season for her really beautifully because they'll probably pick up filming the next season not long after they finished the reunion so like yeah in I mean, a way this is probably going to play out for another season of the show yeah and I, I just wonder with her like is she thinking oh fuck I have to like go and film this but like she kind of has to because like there's no other like no other income stream she has to like just kind mm. of well bear it all to an extent so like yeah I don't think if it was anyone else like anyone else who had more like stability I think they would be like getting out of their very quickly after this season but like she just has to kind of has to do it and stay in the limelight because yeah there's no money she's sitting there drinking her champagne she's like all the money is gone i have nothing (laughs) (laughs) i have no money oh that's my makeup artist preston he does janet jackson i'm like what what is the truth it's funny too because i think one of the things i'm finding so jarring about the erica stuff is in one way it's like it's really heavy storyline but then she'll like try and just be like one of the girls and normal and chatting away and it's like oh the the disconnect where she's just like hey oh it's beautiful and i'm like you're also going through like the sort of 
I don't know. It's, I'd say she's like two people at all times when she's filming now because it's just like there's so much to deal with. Yeah, and she has her like, I love that she was like practically skipping around on the beach because Sutton wasn't there. And then like Sutton arrives and she's suddenly like stony faced. It's, it's so funny. I do love I have Sutton nothing now. to say to you. <laughs> <laughs> what do you make of Sutton? I love Sutton actually. I can see why she wouldn't be your favourite character but like I think she's really like added a lot and like she's she is not afraid to like say anything or like make the other housewives hate her. And even when they're all kind of like closing in around her. Um I just think she's a great addition. And the fact that like, did I read this right? That she was like filmed most or all of this season, like as a friend of, and then like, they were like, oh, we'll add you as a full housewife at the end. Is that true? Or at least some, I don't think she knew for the whole thing. Yeah, I don't think she would have known because the season before she thought she's going to be full time. And then because she couldn't film with her kids on the show, they had her as friend of the season before. And then this season, I'd say she went in with that and with the maybe yeah. idea that if things change, she could be full-time. But like, I mean, she is delivered. Like, as you say, she's not afraid to stand up for herself. And also she has been kind of an audience surrogate, even though she is the most wealthy and the most removed from everything. She's also kind of voicing what a lot of us are feeling about the Erica stuff. So she's been really useful in that regard. And I totally missed actually in this week's episode, they showed like, the secret meeting they had um about Erica and what they all thought and should they get legal advice and stuff and she was like oh I actually offered her money um and I was like oh my god I feel like that was totally glossed over you know the way they were like yeah Vera said oh if you you should have a friend in case things get really bad who can give you money and she was like oh I offered her money I was like oh where did that like that got lost in um probably just for me I was like there was probably a whole like um that was like the focal point of the episode and I just zoned out but yeah, I was just like, it's really, it's an interesting... You're right, because it wasn't in the episode originally, and then yeah. it was one of those... In the, in the US, they do this kind of encore showings of the show where they add in extra deleted scenes, and so the that was put in then, like, at the, around that time, and that clip kind of went viral amongst fans, but it wasn't technically... We wouldn't have gotten that over here. So when they included it in the, a recent flashback, I was like, well, good, because this actually changes completely. What, yeah. You know, the tone of why she Sutton was... feels the way she does about Erica. Yeah, totally coming from a place of like, oh, actually, I can help you out. And like, yeah, like she was asking her lawyers those questions as well as being as well as the stuff about her own like reputation and that kind of stuff. But yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, she seems the, like very, I mean, it's like, what does this word even mean? But like, she does seem very real and like kind of unfiltered. Um, so I appreciate that. Yeah, and I just I love the accent, the accent, particularly on that show. There's, like there's no other. So when she says things like they spent it it's just it's funny it's just funny hearing out strong southern accent on that show yeah and her and erica just called each other miss small town (laughs) you're the one who's miss small town that's you you're small town honey not me it's like actually the more i think about this you are miss small town like came from nothing and clinging on to what you have Sutton is like i'm good like i'll be at the country club and the met gala either way babe like i'm I'm fine. Yeah, it sounds like she's really... I, I want to know how much money Sutton has, like, from that divorce. It's like, yeah, deep pockets. Yeah, very, very much a deep pocket. So we've got Beverly Hills on one hand, which is, like, you know, a long-term show that people adore. And then coming up in the ranks only on its second season, but has won over so many new fans, is Salt Lake City, which I know you watch as well. Where yeah. are you with our Salt Lake City ladies? Um, I've... Yeah, I'm up to date. So I'm watching weekly now, which is... Yeah, th- that's the... I think Salt Lake was the first one I actually watched weekly. So that was the first one I got to kind of see the social media, like, buzz about. And it's just, like, again, like, that's... I think just, like, straight away hooked me in. Like, with the, the um, smell of hospital stuff. 
um, <laughs> with Jen and Mary and like, oh my God, just the fa- the, like the aspect of like religion in it is so interesting as well. I mean, that was always going to be part of it with it being in Salt Lake City, kind of Mormon, Mormon, the like, I don't know, Mormon capital. Um, but yeah, it's just such a good mix of women, I think, like um, Jen Shah, like for most of the first season, I was like, is Jen like too, I was like, is she on a different show? Is she too mad for the rest of them but like obviously now with it all that's playing out and I think she kind of still is but um I think you do need that chaotic energy and obviously it's paying off with her like scandal I mean the fact that we're getting Erica's scandal and Jen Shah's like in the same year is just like we're blessed we're blessed <laughs> we're blessed by whatever god whichever one of them worships but we are it is like a boon and then as you say initially jen felt like she was doing too much but i do think in the second season already we're seeing a lot of the other women crank up the kind of the heat a bit and how they behave on camera and now it's like jen whatever about the legal stuff as a combustible reality personality doesn't feel as much of an outlier on the Salt Lake City cast now because they've all yeah. kind of gone a bit harder now and i, I like i love that meredith and lisa as well just even their I think we were talking about their accents the other day. Like they're just, especially Lisa's one, like trying to, trying to, I wouldn't, I'm not going to try and do an impression of it, but like the two of them are just like, even just a conversation between them. I'm like, it's just so funny. And like the fact that they're kind <laughs> it of is heads the tone. Bit, Yeah. The fact that they're butting heads a bit. I'm like, okay, yeah, I hope this continues for another couple of weeks because they're just so funny, the two of them. And they're just so like their energy in an argument compared to like Jen's is just like so polar opposite because Jen's suddenly like, Aah! And the two of them are like, I'm, I'm done engaging with the conversation. You know, it's just like, oh my God. It's, and then Mary is just like a complete wild card. Like the scenes of her, um, I think it was in episode one when she was talking about how she'd been talking to herself for months and was now starting a podcast. Just like, oh my God, unhinged. Like the, the, that, like, I think I was trying to think today of like the ranking of the ones I've watched, like how unhinged, most unhinged to least unhinged. And I think Salt Lake City has to be top, closely followed by Melbourne. But yeah, it's just like, <laughs> and Mary is like 90% of that, I think. No, there is something a bit like odd about the show that I adore. Even just, I mean, it's great that it's set somewhere that isn't like the site of like, you know, it's great that it's set somewhere that's not kind of a location for reality TV all the time. And then characters that they have are, they're just, they're kind of all weirdos in a good way. Yeah. And then like, I just love that, you know, the, like, because it's more obviously like it's more small town than um than beverly hills obviously like you know when they have like their mm-hmm. kind of local fashion week and like brooks's or whatever or like the town next to them has their fashion week and like brooks shows his yeah. track suit and like oh my god it's just so funny and, they, and they're like treating it like it's like you know like literally new york fashion week or whatever like it's so funny and they're all so flashy and like show offy with the wealth of the homes and i'm kind of like for who like even Lisa being like, Vita Tequila. Vita... I'm like, for who? Like, who is buying Vita Tequila? Like, who is buying it? I assume it's only sold in, like, Utah. Like, you know, it's not like this massive brand. <laughs> but, like, they, re- I love that they kind of believe their own hype. Like, it's literally like, we are the centre of the universe. Fuck Beverly Hills, you know? It's yeah, awesome. and actually, I do think Meredith's sort of evolution in season two of, like, really wanting to go after Jen over the stuff about Brooks, which I understand why she's annoyed about that, obviously. Yeah. does suggest that like they've all, they've kind of got that season two fire in their eyes where it's like they know now that the show is a hit and people are expecting things and even Meredith I'm not engaging Marks is like and has a bone between her teeth of like I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking show it, show it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my I, I, like since the reunion it's been 
they've just been complete like I think they saw the footage and they were like oh shit this is actually how it's going and like there was so many moments like I think some of the best moments at the reunion that they've kind of shown back as well are the moments when like they're not actually rolling technically you know they're all like getting their someone's like off yes. the couch somewhere else Andy's not even sitting there and they're just like going at each other like there's so many moments from that reunion that were like not the official like chat with Andy which is kind of interesting I thought they were all just like dying to go for each other which is what you want I suppose yeah and also like I think the rumor well like the sort of the, what was reported about Salt Lake City was they filmed like I don't know four to six weeks of footage with one production company Bravo came in and said mm, we don't really like much of this they got someone else in and so that's why season one started so hot like a new company came in but they had all their footage and I yeah. think when they got to the reunion they were like they had sort of been filming then in a pandemic and only doing stuff virtually i think they were like we're all in person it's now or never yeah actually that's so true because they and i remember season one like they'd have random flashbacks to like six months ago like jen harry's mm. wardrobe and you were like what when, when did they film this why did they film this um yeah yeah you gotta come in on the like episode one hospital smell like you can see you can see why these decisions were made <laughs> no it's it's understandable production wise you mentioned it in passing there I, I really want to get into the show because it comes up kind of every so often with guests and every time I talk about it I get a message from someone going I finally started Melbourne so let's discuss <laughs> how it's in Melbourne and why you think people should watch it oh my god it's just, like I know that there's I was a bit like mm, watching like a non-American um city so early in my like housewives journey but like and I was t- I was kind of mm-hmm. To be honest taken in by the fact that like the seasons are a little bit shorter there's only four of them so i was like okay this would be easy we'll just jump in yeah. here but like oh my god again it's just like like salt lake it's like just a really good cast they're all tapped and like i feel like in housewives like a reading with a psychic is always a good like you know event <laughs> to like <laughs> kick things off but obviously in melbourne there's jackie who is actually a psychic or does she call herself a psychic or is there a more yeah, it's psychic like medium, I think, yeah. Is, is the angels. <laughs> I call in the angels, doll, you know? I call the angels in. My angels <laughs> she... are, are shining right now. My angels oh my are, sh- are calling me, darling. Oh, my God. And that's, like, in episode one, she, like, I think Gina, or it's it's very early anyway, Gina asks her to, like, give her a little psychic reading, and she basically says that, um, that Gina's, like, other half is going to cheat on her, and then she's, like, and she's apparently told it by Gina's grandmother, so there's this, like, great scene where they're like arguing and she's like that's not my grandmother darling that's a demon <laughs> it's just <laughs> yeah. Like... <laughs> yeah it's a full argument in like a random coffee shop about how <laughs> jackie's actually in touch with demons and then jackie's like i don't i don't connect with the dark side when i do it and she's like oh that's oh, a demon jack i believe in psychics but that's a demon <laughs> it's just like and you're watching going how is this how do they even believe what they're saying to each other oh my god i'm just like you just wonder like the, are the producers just like yes like literally rubbing their hands together when they see especially so early in that they're like we've literally they all fucking hate each other but like the chemistry is amazing and they just yeah it's just four seasons of them all killing each other gina's kind of like i don't know i just she's kind of like LVP like on steroids basically you know she's kind of like pulling the strings and like getting people to do her bidding and stuff but like she's just like oh my god she looks like a drag queen she says that herself and like oh my god she just like oh my god she's just like the characters and like that's like Gina kind of I suppose pulls the focus but like they're like Janet tapped yeah um, Lydia just like (laughs) Lydia is just this like 
I don't know. She's hard to work out. She's a bit, they call her like a lydiate. They're like, most of her, <laughs> is that like two, season two or three that comes in? And she's just like, she doesn't know like where she is. And like, she's just a lamb to the slaughter, but like, doesn't seem to kind of, like it all just kind of goes over her head at the same time as well. She's just there like, yeah, yeah. Can I spock? <laughs> I think Lydia is truly one of the most entertainingly stupid people I've ever seen on television. Like there's great yeah. compilations on YouTube of just all the times she was like, the restaurant was on the 71th floor. Like just stupid <laughs> shit that like she fully thinks is like correct. Like I'm kind of, I'm going to, I mean, I'll miss Gina not being on the new season they're doing, but like I'll also yeah. miss Lydia because she was so genuinely stupid in a way you can't account for. No, like just some of the, like I, I think I was talking about some with this the other day, the bit when she's like her and Petty Fleur are having a, an argument and she's like, Petty Fleur has two wrongs, don't make a right. Or she says to Petty Fleur, two wrongs, don't make a right. And then Petty Fleur says, yeah, but, Two rights don't make a wrong. And then that just throws like Lydia for like six. She's like, oh, two rights don't make it. She just can't. Oh, yeah, you just can't like, I don't know. Yeah. So like the fact that Gina, who's, who's gone from this season, Gina, Lydia and um, they, I feel like they got rid of one other person. They got rid of, one of or is it just Gina and Lydia? Well, well, Jeannie and Lydia had come back just before the pandemic to film. And then when they stopped filming and announced it again, they were like, oh, we're not coming back. Which I was like, how do you oh, lose? Like, But then Jackie wasn't supposed to come back last time, but yeah. he's now back. So I'm kind of like, I think Jackie and Janet alone, like that is enough for me to be like, okay, there's something here because... Janet is, I mean, Janet is vicious. Janet is one of, is really is actually one of the like most blunt housewives I've ever seen on any city. Yeah, she like, I won the reunions, like, I, I think it's Gina that she's like, basically says she's like a fat, fat C word. Like it literally goes for it. <laughs> That's like, no, their, their reunions are topped as well. Like literally, she threw like a cushion at someone as well. It's like, oh my God. <laughs> They're just, it's so good though. Like, and with the short seasons, it's like, you'd literally fly through it. So like anyone who is debating whether to watch it, it's like, it's so good. Get 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 caught up before the new season. Yeah, exactly. Force, like I'm in the middle of a rewatch now and it does really hold up and it just... It's it's also I haven't realized a lot of them do have long standing relationships with each other, so there's a lot of tension around small stuff that you can tell is about their long term relationships, which I love. That's that's gold when you get that on Housewives. Yeah, for sure. And and Gamble is another favorite of mine. Like she's just another one who's like on another planet. She has like oh my god, her music videos and everything as well. Oh, uh, she's just and her and Gina's relationship I love as well. Like the fact that. Gamble like literally asks Gina to be one of her bridesmaids and then she goes off and has like a viewing in a room of like her first episode of Celebrity Apprentice the same night it's like oh yeah I forgot about that (laughs) (laughs) and that amazing that amazing scene where I think Gamble is either inviting him to the wedding or party or something or she's accepted. Oh, sorry, I'm I'm ga- I'm totally messing this up. But where Gamble has offered some kind of invite, and then she goes, "I've thought about it. You can go fuck yourself." And she just throws the invite over the balcony. It's just like she's like her like weird sc- scratchy voice and like Ma Rick and I, my little wolf man. I'm like, oh my god, they're just they're just re- like they're actually not unlike the Salt Lake City women in that they are really truly very eccentric. Yeah, and you literally don't know how they're going to react to like a situation. It's 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 terrifying, but. It's great feeling. I consider you someone with a good eye and ear for memes. We mentioned Joe Gunn earlier. When it comes to housewives, memes are like clips and like out of context things that go around and you know become jokes. Are there any that like stand out to you or that make you laugh particularly? I like my all time fave has to be 
the Camille dancing, Camille Grammer dancing in the club in Vegas, just like yes. completely going for it. Like any anytime, like instead of posting the other way, like you'd post like a song. Oh, I like this song on my Instagram on an Instagram story. I'm like, let's see how how it goes with um the scene of Camille dancing. <laughs> Like, I'm not just going to post an Instagram story. So that's my favorite. That's the one I kind of constantly go back to. Um, and then I do I do love the one of, like, where I think it's season five where they all reunite at Kyle's white party. So it's kind of, like, just all the kind of new and old cast, like, dancing badly in this, like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, um, yes. I'm just like, let's see how that goes to this song. One of my other faves is actually from... I feel like this is kind of sacrilege. I haven't actually watched Atlanta. I think I need to, like... It's it's very much on the list, but like you know the clip of Nene Leaks where she's like, okay, whatever that means. <laughs> and she's like, I think the same thing. Like, yes. <laughs> it's where she's a guy who's giving her a watch, and she's <laughs> like, because <laughs> the full clip, she's like, okay, and then she goes, but I'm gonna get this watch. <laughs> it's getting weird, but I want this watch. So, <laughs> oh my god, be right the way she goes, okay. <laughs> I just know she's a bit of me, so like I need to actually get stuck into that. I love that clip of when Rin and Denise went for one of their, um, I don't know, they were obviously killing each other at the time, barely speaking, but like they sit down and Rin is like pouring the water and it's the, it feels like it takes about five minutes and you just hear the water pouring. Oh, yeah. And, she's like, <laughs> and you just kind of look at each other. It's the perfect like. Happiness. And then she kind of goes, okay, all right, <laughs> okay, yeah. From that same scene when she's like, well, there's that. <laughs> yeah, and she kind of puts her hands, she clasps her hands together and just kind of looks at her. It's, oh my God. Some oh. of the, like, it's those really stupid, like, tiny, tiny, like, in things that come up that are just so funny. Yeah, like, the, like we were talking about this the other day, the clip of Nini, like, running in whatever, like, local marathon or something. <laughs> yeah. That's just like, it's just so good. It's like two seconds She's long. like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Like every, honestly, once a month, a new, like a random Nini moment from like some, <laughs> like something that happens for 30 seconds max on an old episode of Atlanta goes viral. And it's always like a YouTube screen recording of like from that time because it'll have like the old Bravo logo on it. And it's like everyone starts going like crazy the meme like it's just even the whole thing her going to Kenya's place. Yeah. Oh my God. Like barely registered at the time. And now it's like. Oh my god! Oh my god! There's so there's so many though. I love like actually Rena. Rena's not my favorite. Like I was gonna say character favorite like housewife, but she does. She is good for like a meme moment. Like also another one with Denise. You know she's like, oh, you're so angry. Uh, I love that. <laughs> um, the clip. Um, oh, when she's kind of making up with Denise, when she's like, she's practically in tears. I think it's in Rome, and she's like, I would like to go to church. You know, oh, she's yeah. like, and she kind of did that this week in the episode, you know, when like Garcelle kind of had her like her come to Jesus moment at the table where she was like, you know, oh, my God, guys, you know, have you ever felt like the only person who stands out in a room? And then Rena's like, oh, my God, it's like, thank you for like, it's like, shut up. You just like, <laughs> drove her to tears. And then you're like, thank you for opening up. It's like, oh, my God. I think it's good that you shared that. You know, <laughs> you opened up, Garcelle. Oh, you did. Okay, yeah, like she's really like on one this year in every sense. Like everything is so turned to eleven. It's like, oh my god, relax. Yeah, like, it's like, did someone give you a note before the season? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's so many. It's I, one of the things I loved last season of Beverly Hills, um, and Joe Gunn was great for clipping this. Was like every time somebody said Denise, so like <laughs> Dorico, oh, yeah. 
Denise. And then Erica going, Denise. And just every time it made me laugh, I was like, once he pulled it out of context, I was like, why is this so fucking funny? <laughs> it was just, yeah, a year of like them sitting at dinner with Denise being like, Denise. <laughs> oh or even, I I think it's Dorit talking about Denise, but, I, but it's another Joe Gunn classic of Dorit going, guys, she's coming. <laughs> oh, yeah. At like some birthday party where they're all dressed up. Oh my God. Dorit is great for a soundbite as well. Like her accents and her like, oh my God. Bolognese. Right, her insistence on speaking full Italian at the drop of a hat. Oh my God, iconic. What's her, What's the name of her Italian room in the restaurant? The Capri Room <laughs> at Buca di Beppo, which got so much free press. Well, not free, but like got so much press out of that show. Jesus Christ. Oh my, and her like bridal dresses, she's like selling, like they've been talked about a lot more, I feel like, than Rinna Beauty this year. For the price point for those wedding dresses, I mean, they'd have to be, oh yeah, the 35,000 dress I designed <laughs> with Nectaria. I'm like, sorry, all of the words in that sentence don't make any sense to me. <laughs> Poor Nectaria sitting over in Australia, shown for like two seconds <laughs> on her Zoom. Oh my God. Oh my God, <laughs> Nectaria should be on Housewives in Melbourne, having it <laughs> oh out with God. Janet. <laughs> you, just see the, you just see the other side of the Zoom, like Dorit talking to Charlotte. <laughs> yeah. And then Dorit can visit the housewives in Melbourne and be like savaged by Jackie and Janet like, and just like walk away in tears. <laughs> oh my God, the crossover we need. <laughs> Please make that happen. Um, that's memes and things about nature. Um, you know, obviously in your work, you've worked on shows like Exposing in the past and you work for Kiss and Stellar now. And so you understand like Irish pop culture and Irish celebrities and, and the kind of people that Irish people love and respond to. Are there any kind of Irish celebs or influencers you would love to see on Housewives? Obviously, like the original Dublin Housewives or Dublin Wives cast. I mean, I wouldn't, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, if they were to come back, it's the 10th anniversary next year, you know, you need to get them on here, actually. <laughs> that would be Jesus, chaos. Could you I'm imagine? With all, like, <laughs> with all five. I, mean, I don't think I'd make it out of that alive. <laughs> I, you got it. I think it'll be like Colette Fitzpatrick on midweek when she had them all on, just killing each other oh yeah so i was kind of thinking i I have made a little list and i was like it's very random but i would like to see i've like maybe not together but maybe some combination of these people so i put glenda in because my good friend glenda who i worked with for like nine years um i don't think she'd do it but i would just love to see her on that and like just like living her life doing her bits um I think gas she'd be great um jackie lavin do you remember from the apprentice um, oh my like god Bill's. yes <laughs> but actually was was bill married to her or was she just like did she just work for him I can't. it's actually been so long that i'm I... like zoning it i think they would at least had a relationship but yeah she has that like you just want to see more of like what does she do when she's at home i feel like she'd she'd be yeah. a kind of a lvp character in some ways like she just i feel like she'd be good a good reality star if she you just if we get past the frosty facade of the apprentice you know and where is she now? You know, I want to know. I was trying to think then, like, who would be the kind of like Kyle and Kim um, or like Kyle and Kathy of the show. So like, <laughs> this is a really a good example of like, they're not quite like a, a match for Kyle and Kim, but I was like, Ronnie and Sheila Shoga. <gasps> I want to see yeah. it. You know, I just want to see, I want to see yeah. the I want to see their dynamic. I feel like Ronnie could be a weapon in a good way. Um, like they'd be good. You know, Sheila, I think would be the nice one. Ronnie would be a weapon, and they just kind of like I just think it'd be fascinating. Then I was kind of, I wanted to put Twink on my list, but I don't think I resisted. But I was like, let's put like Chloe from Celtic Woman, Twink's daughter, in 
and then we kind of have Twink in every now and again. You know, she goes to she goes to Twink's friend house of. to yeah, yeah. friend of. <laughs> um, I'd love that. Um, and then Nadine Coyle. That's just you know, like you got to Let's let's throw a star in there. You know, would any oh of these God, people Jesus. do it? I don't think so. But I'd love to see some combination of those. <laughs> Like, just killing each other at a dinner table. Like, please. That's actually a really great lineup. And I was thinking there, you mentioned sisters, you mentioned pop stars. Like, Kiwi and Adele from Bewitched would be really interesting. Oh my God, yes. I think that the great thing about Beverly Hills is that, like, they all have, like, this, you know, they're kind of vaguely famous, or most of them are at least anyway. So I'm like, you know, let's let's carry that through for the Irish one. Jeez, I also just love how like this is a very Irish conversation, and any international <laughs> listeners are like Twink. You're gonna throw a Twink in there? <laughs> just a Twink. So a like, just a Twink. Right, twink. <laughs> he called John called Brooks a Twink. <laughs> yeah, Meredith Marks would not be a fan of this show. She would find that use of the term Twink somewhat questionable oh jeez <laughs> oh my god i'm always just like oh my god i love when we do like an irish moment on this show and and listeners outside are like huh Sorry. like <laughs> even weird. watching i was watching yeah like when you watch drag race uk and you just think there are americans watching this who have no idea what they're talking about but anyway that's the joy yeah i know you when you're, when you're watching like i always think that and i'm like but we kind of laugh at random shite that we don't fully get don't we like i'm like you know i feel like we get mm. we're in a lucky position that we get the uk and the us references but like some Australian stuff you're watching, you're like, huh? But you're just like, oh, that must be yeah. their twink. Or their, <laughs> their Jackie Lavender. <laughs> <having, you know? laughs> so we've, we've covered a lot of ground, but I do, I have to ask, because you've watched a lot of Housewives, I'm sure you've got this in the back of your head. What would your tagline be and why? So I can't fully take credit for this one myself because I met um, previous Housewives and Me guest, Shiva Rourke there for um, dinner like two or three weeks ago and she had just done the <gasps> podcast, so... Of course, like we were just speaking in taglines the whole night. So she, I was like, what do you think mine would be? Um, so I was like, I, I was trying to think of like, I was like, do you do something about like your job or like where you're from? Um, so then we, and then we decided to go with something inspired by my namesake, Patrick Hamlet, the poet. Um, so this is, the, this is the, be- I have two. So this is the better one, but it's not created by me. It's created yes. by Shiva. Um, so it's, I may not be the poet, but that doesn't mean I'm not verse. <laughs> <laughs> oh i love a gay tagline i love a gay tagline and people are like what does that mean i'm like google it honey google v-e-r-s not v-e-r-s-e baby oh my god shiva is shiva could do this for her job shiva could go and work with bravo tv i feel these. like she was just talking she was just ta- talking in taglines the whole night jesus and then my slightly more my slightly more boring one is just related to my job um it's but the, i was like this is the one they'd actually use you give them loads of options like mm-hmm. the the you know woo sassy one and then they'd be like <laughs> oh you're watching it back you're like oh they're going with this one yeah yeah so it's, so it's i sell ads but i'll never sell myself short <laughs> <laughs> i'm not gonna laughing at my own unfunny tagline <laughs> Oh my mean? god! <laughs> I sell ads, but I'll never sell myself short. Like that, actually, that would work. Even you're gonna have to deliver that with a little bit of like da da da, like the way Kyle has like yeah yeah, quite, turn it up to eleven. Yeah, like. Kyle has very mundane ones, but she, to her credit, I know we joke about the in Beverly Hills, but like she's able to like deliver it really well. And like, like half half of it is the ba da da ba ba da da ba. When people can't think of taglines, yeah. I'm like, just think of the rhythm of the show. Like think of literally the way they say them. Because some people come on here and they're like, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, it's really not that hard. <laughs> like you're basically making yeah, up some lyrics. Yeah, dad? you're making up some lyrics. Who <laughs> <Give me> married to? <laughs> <laughs> you married to? Those are good. One is business and one is, you know, 
wink wink nudge nudge and if anyone hasn't heard shiva's episode she went in she had three taglines one of which was two of which are very quite racy so she knows what she's doing she lo- loves a racy tagline <laughs> <laughs> it is funny sometimes people come out with like really full-on ones and i'm like oh <laughs> oh okay <laughs> we'll, put, we'll put the explicit um explicit mark on itunes for this <laughs> yeah okay that is that's that's a, a doozy of a double of taglines there um another question i love to ask guests obviously i do it every episode is the dinner party question where you're having five people from housewives world over for dinner of course it can be five housewives or friends of hangers on husbands side characters whoever what five people are coming over for dinner and why so i have gone for i've kind of i feel like i've, I've kind of gone for big characters so it's i think the dinner is going to be it's going to be chaos but I I was like, oh no, I I need to have these people there. So um, my first three are kind of like very much the stalwarts of their franchise. So I've gone for LVP. I still have, I'm trying to think of like early days LVP, not like season nine on our way out. Like, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, if I if I could pick a, an LVP from a time, it would be like let's go <laughs> LVP through the ages. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, Jean Eliano. Okay, um, Jesus, just, this is just, already fucking. Fun. Oh no, it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> well, the next one as well, Karen Huger. <gasps> let's have the let's have the grand dame. They're just going to be all like fighting to speak. I feel like yeah, it's chaos. Um, and then I've gone for two kind of like wild cards who, in a way, kind of like remind me of each other in some ways um i'm not sure exactly what ways but um so gamble from melbourne um again just i'm just i just i need that bit of like random energy don't know what she's gonna do or say um and camille i'm like i need camille back in in beverly hills and at my dinner table jesus so you've picked like (laughs) three truly like iconic like you know say it like it is types you've picked someone who's known for stirring the pot and then you've picked someone else who's just on another planet altogether like that's <laughs> jesus and a strong melbourneian like representation there as well my two like who i nearly had nearly made the cut were giselle and lisa from um salt lake city but yeah just at the end of the day the table can only fit six and, <laughs> <you know. laughs> i do love the idea of having lisa bardo from being like i bet you need to kill oh blah, blah. i don't got diet coke on the way or she'd like have her sippy cup of the 7-eleven diet coke on the table yeah. you're like lisa please we're trying to have a sophisticated dinner and she's like oh sorry <laughs> yeah, yeah. like yeah i don't know how sophisticated that dinner is gonna be but yeah I need I need to meet those characters. And I, I know that, that you you referenced Karen Huger there. So you've seen you've watched a small bit of Potomac, is that right? You've watched like early seasons. Yes, I'm mid season three. So like the point I'm at is uh, Karen's just had her event where she invited um, Sherman's ex, who at that time had just broken up with Giselle. So it was all yes. like I think they're just getting. I think I'm just getting to the point of the series where they like f- properly start killing each other. So. I'm excited to to get stuck into that again. Yeah, like, Giselle and Karen's back and forth is just a thing of beauty. Like it's so scary how they will just go after each other. Oh my god! And that's that scene. I think it was this season in season three, where um, like Karen just can't get her wig back on. She's sitting like they're at some like picnic <laughs> table, and she's just like, <laughs> it's like three minutes of her just trying to fix her wig. I was like, oh my god, iconic. Karen is a great Real Housewife too because she's like really high camp, but also very to the point like i i question how aware of herself she is but then also that's part of why she's so great because you can't quite figure her out yeah i think the, actually, actually i think the best housewives are the ones where you're like are you in on the joke or are you 
like the butt of the joke like that kind of balance is like very interesting i think and just makes for the the most tapped and interesting housewives i think and it's also funny because housewives as a format is a bit weird in that like okay you might do your first season as a newcomer but like then you have to watch the show every week because you have to go and watch it happens live and do a reunion so you yeah it's baked in that you have to watch yourself back and the minute you watch yourself back you obviously change and then particularly in the social media era they're getting so much commentary on who they are and what they do like it's no wonder that almost every second season for for a housewife is like they go off the rails a bit because wouldn't you like how do you maintain a sense of self when everyone's been like i didn't like the way you said that last season i know like denise is a great example of that where she was just like talking about happy endings and like going mad the first season then it was like nothing i don't I, i'm just here i didn't do anything with anyone no never <laughs> i've never had what? sex yeah. there's no such thing as sex in my life i am in fact a robot who's never even thought of sexual intercourse in my life like she was yeah. the other way oh it's mad like you do yeah it's uh, garcelle i think is she hasn't really had like a i think she's just it's kind of more of the same with her i feel like this season where she's like Mm, no one likes me you know I thought I thought I would love Garcelle but I'm a bit like oh I don't dislike her but you know she's one where you're just like okay give me more get involved in a group no I really like Garcelle's one of the few where I'll watch her do her own thing and her solo scenes and I'll be interested in I don't I feel like yeah we're getting more yeah. yeah we're getting more of her like it was so clear her first season that she didn't have time to film everything. The rumor was that she got asked to do it quite late in the day. So she probably she couldn't cancel. Yeah, yeah, whereas this season I'm like excited that she's more involved because she has the time to be. But I don't know. I just, I also, like maybe it's because I watched the other cities. Uh, they are making her out to be so shady. And I'm like, she's actually doing what they do on New York and Atlanta. You're just not used to it. You're not used to shade because you're all so fucking weird with each other. She's just like, Oh, okay, haha. <laughs> it's like I love that in houses. I love a shady queen who's just like, oh, whatever. Yeah, if you're if the shadiest you're gonna get is saying like, oh, they're all coming after me, but they're not ready. It's like that's really like just you said it in an interview because you had to say something and make it sound like there's yeah. exciting stuff happening for you this season. Like, come on. I just love as well. Like, I love the way Garcelle is so. <laughs> just has like a comeback for everything, but really organically, like Dorit being like, my mother's friend is actually black, and Garcelle just going awesome <laughs> like, like, yeah. oh, cool. like, like oh yeah cool that's what we're talking about now it's like oh my god <laughs> or like i speak four languages so good for you and that doesn't make sense <laughs> in any of them <laughs> yeah and the irony being that's dorit's like prepared line she's waited to say and garcelle going good for you is like 10 times better because it's like she just reacts in them i don't know i, fi- I find garcelle very charismatic and interesting i do think were she to come back i do I would like another friend for her because I enjoy Crystal, but yeah. I feel like Crystal has naturally leaned towards the other women a bit more and they need someone who's in Garcelle's corner a little bit, I think. Yeah, I think Garcelle definitely has potential. And actually she did, like she was coming in with Denise as her friend and Rina as her friend and obviously she's like lost. I do love her and Sutton's friendship as well. I think she has potential to be a great housewife, but it's just not like the stars aren't aligning at the moment. So hopefully if she stays on, they will, you know. And she has Sutton. Sutton's not going anywhere. Like they couldn't get rid of her, so... No. And it's funny, isn't it? Like the Garcelle Sutton thing actually feels real because they sort of, their first season, they seemed to get along. But then when they came back, I was like, oh, they actually were in each other's pod and bubble during COVID. And like, they actually do yeah. get along. It's it's really interesting. Yeah, you would not have put them together. But I do like their moments, like even in the, like they're just like chatting in the hotel room in the latest episode. Like it's just, yeah, it feels genuine. And like, it's nice 
that they that's nice that they have each other <laughs> Sutton is such an eccentric person that I'm fascinated seeing who she connects with because at times I'm like I don't know if she even likes filming the show like er- in her earlier episodes yeah. where she would like get I just uh, I want to talk to her and I'm like then why are you here like if you're this upset <laughs> you can't do the show like not even being rude yeah. I'm like girl Let the like mouse go Oh, that was iconic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and Dorit being like, I'm going to freak the fuck out. It's like, oh, my God, <laughs> shut up, Dorit. Yeah, I don't know. Dorit has lost me a bit this year. I don't really know what she's doing half the time. Yeah, until like until the um, bridal dresses came out, like, she was just kind of there. Yeah. First few episodes, like, she didn't say much. She just chimed in every now and again and said something in, like, one of her accents. Yeah. <laughs> she's got she's got stuff going on now, though. She's, suddenly, she it was like someone woke her up, and then she's like, oh, yeah, Garcelle. You've been, come, yeah. you've been making a lot of chaps. And then she I'm just, saying, like, shut up since. Of all the people to go after, but I mean, I feel like Dorit and PK are becoming more and more like like each other as the show goes on. Like the way they just, they'll just see scenes of them chirping, chirping to each other around a plate of like charcuterie for no reason. It's just like the way they interact is so bizarre. Yeah, it is. Yeah, they're like, yeah, they're literally like morphing into the same person. Very strange. <laughs> baby, baby, don't eat the caviar, <laughs> baby. I need to talk to you about the wedding dresses. It's like, what what planet are you two on? Got the names of those dresses. <laughs> <laughs> the actress. <laughs> I don't know. I just don't know who's buying those wedding dresses at those prices. Like, I just don't know. Is it just something to do? It's probably something to do just to keep her busy. It's like, oh yeah, I've done that now. Yeah. While the restaurant's closed, you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, well, the, <laughs> well, Buka's closed down the road. We need to do something else. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> I love how we went. We ended up back talking about Beverly Hills. That's just how good it is. You can kind of end up back discussing it. Um, so you're watching a number of different shows, and you've you've dipped into international franchises. But I'm curious, in terms of like the Housewives journey that you're on, like, do you know what you're going to do next or watch next? Well, definitely going to finish Potomac, um, and then mm-hmm. I think it's going to be Atlanta, or actually, or New York. I'm, yeah, I'll need to like do a straw poll with people about this, but. Like New York is the one that people said I would love, but mm-hmm. then I've just I've have those five episodes I randomly watched last year that I was just like, eh. I mean, I was like, I'm liking this, but I just wasn't getting like. So I think I just need to go back to season one. So okay, New York. I'll say New York next, and then is there? I watched one episode of Orange County where they, the mm-hmm. one where they go to Dublin just to like yes. see how that all played out. Oh my god! Obviously, I did. I didn't know who who anyone was, but like the fight in the like van outside Brian Thomas and everything. I was just like, this is gold. <laughs> I know, like, they, and the way, because I always say this to people who don't live in Ireland, if they see that, is, like, the way they walked in the side entrance of BTs around the top. Remember they were doing, like, years-long, a year-long renovation where they covered a lot of the logo and the awnings of the shop. Yes. So, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're so lucky in a way because it was so obvious they weren't allowed to film in the shop or name the shop either. So like when they walked in the side, I was like, they're so lucky to have that renovation on because you can't even tell unless you know Dublin where they're going into. Yeah, like... Oh my god, it's so fun! And then, like, I think are they in like for a good chunk of the episode as well? They're in like a random pub in Temple Bar as well. Just yeah, like, I think oh, they went god. to the Norsemen. I'm almost sure they went to the Norsemen in Temple Bar. They yeah, definitely were in Temple it. Bar. That sounds right. They were in the Temple Bar, and then there's an, <laughs> it's an amazing scene where they walk by one of the vintage shops just before Central Bank, and there's this really horrible line that Kelly Dodd says about time where she goes, "No wonder her kid doesn't speak to her." And I'm like, the idea that that horrible line was uttered in the middle of Tampa Bar just absolutely kills me <laughs> oh no I need are there any other cities who've come to come to Ireland or Dublin no and it to? kills me like if 
the New York women came to Ireland, I would like camp outside their hotel. Like I would be like, where are you going? Come to the George, see me DJ. Like I, I know. would yeah. make that shit happen. <laughs> DJ with me DJ just dance beside me in the oh booth. my god oh my god so, or like even Beverly Hills like I don't know the Carl oh, no. is doing the splits and the dance where the George like come on that would be iconic oh my god it needs to happen <laughs> St. Patrick's Day it's perfect or Kyle will fly to Dublin to open Kyle by Aileen 2 with a fada <laughs> to open the <laughs> Irish out to revive her fashion business by uh, relocating to Dublin oh my god do you remember that the, I love them Erica Cody tagging Sutton on um, Twitter saying like Sutton you have to come to Sutton in Dublin she's like oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh that is so so, be- oh, so darling I will have to go there oh my god Sutton it's named after the seeds me. are being sown <laughs> and oh my god Erica could like be in the episode showing Sutton around and then Erica's performing somewhere and like they're all there watching and clapping along and like seeing oh my god I'm telling you there's we're manifesting here this is actually a manifestation workshop <laughs> this is a we should do a sound bath about it <laughs> <laughs> and one, somebody will fall asleep during it okay so you've got so you've got some stuff on your housewife journey that's still to come if people want to find yourself online where can they find you I am on Twitter and Instagram at Patrick KTV um, yeah follow to see Camille dancing to various songs <laughs> the <laughs> hottest tunes more? of the day <laughs> <laughs> this is what I'm loving this week guys <laughs> I, I am obsessed too actually like am I right in thinking that that meme of Davina McCall going fancy another one that you actually cut that together and like made that up and that's why that goes all around all the time yeah like literally me and my sister used to always like we'd, we'd kind of quoted to each other for years and then one random day I was like I'm gonna actually find the clips where she says it like so I was going through there's random like evictions uploaded on YouTube so I was like there's one there's like three that's enough oh my go. god and oh then put god. up with some stupid like spec savers caption and then like love all the huns pages like picked it up now Davina herself was like it's, it's gone full circle I should have put a watermark oh, on it. Oh, well. <laughs> More claim to fame. Yeah, it's one of those videos I just see <laughs> all the time and it gets, re- like, it just, like, a lot of those memes it comes repurposed and it's always so funny when you're like, I think I know who started this. <laughs> I know who to blame. <laughs> you tagged me on something the other day, like, around them. Or was it when she did it at the NTA, when Davina did it at the NTAs, I think it was. Yeah, she, Davina referenced it recently. I was like, this is all because you had the brainwave to, like, put them together. I, the internet is so funny that way, isn't it? Like, the way you can end up, like, as you say, full circle with something. Yeah, it's mad. Thank you, Davina. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, Denise. Denise pages. <laughs> we should say Davina's name. Like, like Denise, like, Davina. Davina. <laughs> Davina. <laughs> Davina McCall for our Beverly Hills Housewives confirmed. I think it's official. <laughs> I'd love to see it. We have covered a lot of ground here. We we have definitely gone full circle. Um, Patrick Cavanaugh, this has been a blast. Thank you for coming on Housewives and Me. Thanks for having me, Connor. There you go. That's PK, <laughs> the one and only PK. Uh, Patrick Cavanaugh there on Housewives and Me. You can check out the podcast that uh, Patrick is a part of, stellar shows like The Glow Up and, of course, The Skim, which is back soon as well. And you can follow him on social media. I'll put links to all that stuff in the show notes as well. If you liked what you heard today and you are listening on Apple Podcasts, 
please, 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 please consider leaving a rating or a review. It really helps the show uh, with algorithms and word of mouth on Apple Podcasts. And wherever you listen to your podcasts, you can follow the show and never miss an episode. New ones come out every single Tuesday. You can find the show on social media as well, at Housewives and Me, on both Instagram and Twitter. I'm on Instagram and Twitter too. It's Connor Bean. Links to all that good stuff is in the show notes of this episode as well. So until next time, thank you very much for listening. Stay safe and I'll talk to you soon.